0: So how big of a problem is this amongst the ladies of the Relief Society and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Like, do you think it's a, a big issue or no?
1: Well, I think I think it's a there's a, there's an element here where, like, if you are pro-life, they take away your feminist card or they take away your empowered woman card.
2: It's really sad because the pro-choice argument, if you actually look historically, is the same argument that was made for slavery in the 1800s.
0: They hold your humanity hostage. That's the number one thing that progressive Mormons do. It's the number one thing that proto-communists do. It's the number one thing that cry bullies do. It's the number one thing that anti-Mormons do. Is they know you're Christian and they know that you value humanity. So they take your humanity and they hold it hostage. Poor kids are just as talented and just as smart as white kids. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Midnight Midnight Strike Through Mormons. I'm your host, Cardinalis, and today I'm joined in the studio by Kuwaku L, Brad Whitbeck, Jacob Hansen, and via the magical interwebs, we got Rachel Patterson, who's been, you know, creating a stir in cyberspace with some uh, wild views on uh, women. And so we're just going to let her, you know, talk and piss everybody off and then brad will just back clean up afterwards <laughs> you know um the way it usually goes except for it's a pretty version of Quaku making the mess that brad's cleaning up <laughs> instead of um instead of us i you do know? have one question yeah what why is it is
3: that every b- new lds youtuber makes their videos behind a flat wall with scary lighting like you are yeah. beautiful but it's like <laughs> If if Claire's had a terrorist declaration section, this is what it would look like. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh! <laughs> Sephora decided to, to enter the domestic terrorist market. Is that yes. what you're suggesting? Yeah. That's funny. So um, here, tell us about yourself, Rachel. What's going on? You know, okay. are you really Rachel Ray's younger, better looking sister? Right. Are you uh, what's going on? I've heard a lot of rumors. Hit us.
1: So I, uh, what, let's see, I'm North Carolina based East coast. I think I'm the only one on the channel right now. That's East coast. Um, I was raised in new England and worked in the middle East for about 10 years and now I'm uh,
3: Well, that's where you married- got the idea. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. You, okay, what's worked in the Middle East? Because unless you're working for a petroleum company, you're either doing CIA undercover shiz, or you're like, you know, what? what's going on here? What's I worked in the Middle East. What?
1: Like, so I, I did Middle Eastern Studies at BYU, and if you did that job post 9-11, you're basically working for the CIA. Or the DOD. So I got picked up. Well, I worked for a medical company in Dubai for a while. And
4: then I got... A medical company? Yeah.
0: We medically altered the uh, targets to be uh, no longer breathing. You know, like, <laughs>
1: um, So then I got a job at the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad for like four years. And oh, um, wow. uh, then I had met my husband at BYU and we were working there. And came back
0: and got married but so um, it's like mr like, and mrs smith with brad pitt and angelina jolie where the spies accidentally marry each other <laughs> you know I what i saying? <laughs> and then <laughs> so be on it that is so funny that is just so funny so we've got international woman of mystery who also happens to be sticking to her moral guns and uh. has gotten quite a few uh hits in views uh on the internet uh some people um have taken issue uh, with your uh, uh statement that pro a word Latter Day Saints, okay. <laughs> let's let's define let's the define a word further A-word, than Brad. that. A-, a-, <laughs> a-, a word is those who don't consider the sanctity of human life. Okay, there. so um, pro choice, shall we say, Latter Day Saints don't know what prophets have said. So so set us straight, girlfriend. These are these okay. these be some fighting so words, I, you know. What's
1: interesting about Islam that a lot of people don't know is that um, Islam has outlined in the Quran, has outlined all forms of abortion. So they have dealt with every imaginable situation. you might. Well, they've dealt with growth rates, infertility rates, crazy high fertility rates without using abortion because it's very Haram in their culture. Mm. So my master's degree was basically on how are they dealing with growth rates, um, especially places like Pakistan, which are dealing with major poverty without using abortion and how do they teach it how do they anyway so as a process of my master's degree being on that i studied a lot about what the prophets had said and in around 2011 it always starts with a meme it always starts with a meme i put a provocative meme out there about um you know you can't vote for abortion and claim to be faithful to latter-day saint doctrine
0: oh oh oh, all the progmos got angry throwing down the gauntlet yeah okay (laughs)
1: What's even worse is I'm actually from New Hampshire and Vermont, which is like the heart of the feminist movement. Like, um and they kind of exist in their own kind of doctrinal island in many ways, where people have kind of socialized this norm of like it's totally normal to be aggressively pro. And of course, what they'll say is, "Well, I'm not pro-choice. Pro- There's a difference." And I'm like, "Are you?" I, there were several women who said that to me. I'm like, I trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, are you dumb or are you <laughs> 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 That's the same I'm sorry, that's the same thing. So what I realized was no one's really interested in what I have to say about this, but what about the doctrine? I kind of was like a little naive, like they just must not know what the what the prophets have said. So I found this excellent um talk by Dallin A. Jokes, and it was at BYU and I had to kind of splice it together because a majority of the talk is actually beware of tolerance. Mm. And then his case study is beware of tolerance, for example, supporting the pro-choice movement because you might end up supporting causes that you don't actually, that result in things you didn't actually sign up for. So for example, you know, I have compassion for women with unplanned pregnancies. It's very rare. Or what, if, what if someone has a really high-risk pregnancy. Like, so that's it's just an exceptional thing. And then find ourselves 20 years later, and you're actually voting for full term in America. Now, he he really very clearly says, like, you pro-choice movements are... are He just shows you from a legal standpoint how they've descended into this very misleading, non-doctrinal stance. Well, and so it's even...
4: Even what they started from. I've I've been astonished to find out that, like, people I know who are proponents of a... Don't know about Margaret Sanger. (laughs) And don't know, oh, hey, this was kind of a eugenics thing. Like...
0: And it has become a rebellion against Christianity. It's almost like... Anything... Christianity says, like, oh, hold on, uh, th- that's going too far. Then they want to go two steps farther. It- it's almost like whatever Christianity says is moral, they want to do the opposite to such a degree that they're signing up for an ideology that says, if you halfway birth a human being, but then sever the neckline before the head comes out, that's not infanticide. And, and It's like, how could a human being say yes to that if not completely Overrun by a, a, a blindness, that, uh, by a hatred that blinds them, right? And a hatred of what? Literally just Christianity, because that's that's the the main moral backbone of North America, right? So before we continue anymore, I would like to say like the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints is the only institution I know of that I feel has a 100% well rounded while simultaneously moral approach. To the big A word to pro-life is we don't say it's never available or an option. There's cases of an or the mother's life. We're not going to require a woman that was to carry the child of her rapist. Okay, that's mental murder. We, we, we won't require that of somebody, okay? There, there's times where, unfortunately, we no longer have the infant mortality rate that we used to, largely because women aren't dying during childbirth. And what was one of the things that would cause a lot of women to die during childbirth in the pioneer days? The child. The child itself, complications of that pregnancy. These are all things that are less than 1%, okay? But my wife was one of those less than 1%ers, our stake president is our OBGYN. And she had a life-threatening pregnancy. Uh, it, it, some crazy complications happened, and our state president sat us down, and he said, if your hemoglobin drops one more point, as your doctor, and he couldn't use the word as your pastor as well, that's against California state law, but he basically said, as somebody who understands your concerns, both ecclesiastical and physical, I will march you down to the clinic to end this if it's going to threaten your life, which it is. So these are extreme minority examples, but even the Mormon church understands in that very specific case, this is a medical intervention that can save lives. The problem is that's never the conversation we're engaged in. We're engaged in, wait, you want to be a boss, right? Because that's what you really got to be. And if you want to be a boss, you can't have no kids. You know what I'm saying? And kids are a burden. Kids are horrible. Oh, don't have children and for climate change.
2: What accent you know? is that? <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's the anti Natalist accent. That's
2: oh, yeah. how they all say well, it. Well, exactly. Here's here's another thing that, that whenever someone says that they're pro choice, I ask them, pro choice to what? Like to say that you're you're pro choice is like to say nothing. The question isn't if you have the choice. We all are, yeah, you have, am I pro-choice to do what? With You have to make reference to what is being chosen. Just to say someone has the right to choose doesn't say anything. And,
4: and that's why I think actually this discussion has been so difficult in America in the past is because the labels are so dumb. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, as if your opponents for pro-choice people are pro, like, F- well, limiting any type of choice or it, or the people who are not pro-life are pro-death because I think when you get down to it, if you look at the actual numbers and the way that people feel, the vast majority of people aren't actually advocates for what you were talking about earlier, Carden, with like late term even the people who say they are pro-choice are generally talking about
0: something that is like very early Oh, stages. you can accidentally advocate for something heinous Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do believe disabusing somebody of a bad narrative is just as much an act of love as giving them a hug. Well, and that's so we're here to disabuse people of a bad narrative. And I believe that's what Rachel's doing. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm sorry. We interrupted you with our silly opinions. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But trust me, you're going to be all over this thumbnail, not me. And people (laughs) will be tuning in for you, not us. (laughs) So uh, continue. Uh, Keep keep talking.
1: No, I I mean, I love this discussion, too, because there was a moment where I started having this discussion with members of the church, active, faithful members of the church that I've known my whole life who are good people. And yet I was like, how is first of all, do you really need someone to tell you you don't have the ethical or moral intelligence to know that killing a person is a bad thing? So that was a little disappointing to like that they actually did need someone to tell them like they're looking, like, give me a quote from the prophets. Okay. I'll do that. But I would think that a, a generally moral person, a general Christian person would be able to kind of figure this one out. Um, so how big of a the problem
0: this- is this amongst the ladies of the Relief society and the church of Jesus Christ of Day saints? Like, do you think it's a, a big issue or no?
1: Well, I think, I think it's a, there's a, there's an element here where like, if you are pro-life they take away your feminist card or they take away your empowered woman card. So if you mm-hmm. want to be perceived as like a feminist and empowered, or if you want to, if you, if you really, it is a big issue. And one of the reasons why is because if you're in a scenario where you're thinking about a very easy to empathize with like, um, to empathize with the woman that has the unplanned pregnancy. But one of the things going back to that point about pro-choice, one of the things that president Nelson said is like, you have a choice, but you do not have the choice to take away the choice of that child and a thousand choices they would make over the course of their lifetime. So the doctrine is very clear when it comes to agency, and that's where I think people get tripped up, is we believe in free agency. But, once again, the prophets of clear we do not believe in taking away agency from other people and that applies
0: yeah you can say well i have free agency to take my shotgun and blow off the head of the guy i didn't like you know or my neighbor or you know
4: yeah there's there's no freedom from the consequences of your actions in free agency right there which is why i think free agency is sometimes not a useful
2: term no i I was going to say that It's really sad because the pro-choice argument, if you actually look historically, is the same argument that was made for slavery in the 1800s. They said, look, I personally am opposed to slavery, but I'm pro-choice for those states. Those states get to make that choice for themselves. Again, the argument was choice without reference to the thing that was being chosen. Mm -hmm. Because we all have this sort of intuitive, like, yeah, we want people to have choice, But we don't want people to have unlimited choice. When your choices violate the rights of another person, which is the whole point of what the thing is about, there's another person involved here, guys. And when you violate the rights of another person, that is an illegitimate choice.
0: Okay, so we get all of the civic morality here. Tell us, Rachel, uh, was this this opinion well-received? Ha. And um oh, no. <laughs> uh, you know what are you doing out there in cyberspace that's making it so, so people say we got to get you on the show
1: That did surprise me. The first thing that shocked me one was the number of people that I knew growing up that I respected that and this is the this is this is changes the playing field when you are a Latter-day Saint and you know about the premortal realm and you know about the doctrines we believe in that life begins far beyond like far before birth like that life was created that everyone decided to come here you can assume that a baby that is gestating that is in a has already was a spirit soul that decided to come here so you can assume that spirit already made a choice to come to this earth and so that was the other thing too is how in the world can you have so much knowledge like we really have such tremendous insight about this because of our knowledge of the pre-existence and yet still be. Be siding with such a worldly um stance and then the second thing that surprised me was the number of women that private messaged me who were like I agree with everything you're saying everything oh, you're saying
4: but they felt, felt
1: like fire at the level that you're under
0: <laughs> and, and yeah I, but we get know, those as well most people are too. cowards like most people are just cowards and you have to speak up against evil and it's this is one of the most obvious evils I mean I've always said the greatest thing the Church of Jesus Christ of latter-day saints does is reinforces constantly this idea that we are all children of God. We're all part of the same human family. We are all brothers and sisters. And that our first identity is not, it's not our gender. It's not our race. It's not our height. It's not our wealth. It's not, Any of that other stuff, it's the fact that I am created in the divine image of God. And if we reinforce that and deeply understand it to our core, we would literally alter our lives completely. Our life plan would be put on hold in order to accommodate that other brother and sister that is getting ushered through the womb into the world so that they could enjoy mortality as well, just like we did. Instead of saying, I'm going to put that pregnancy on hold and terminate it so that my journey through life... is is unhindered. And let me
4: play devil's advocate for a second here okay. and say this is maybe a place where I've seen some pro choicers may have a point um, where they say things like, hey, if you are actually wanting to have a uh, good life for the person being born, why aren't we doing more to help yeah, with, with children? I'll, who and I'll tell born? you exactly. And I agree why. with that. I think that is something that just gets swept under the rug all the time in this conversation, and it should be something that we pay attention to.
0: But here's here's the follow-up to that, and I empathize 100% with, oh, well, yo, no, you're not pro-life, you're just pro-birth, because once they have life, you want them to dwindle in poverty in a bad capitalist system. No, no, I don't. I want them to have a very vibrant and fulfilling and great life. The only problem is that when you come at me and you say, oh, you're not pro-life, you're just pro-birth, And you need to support these programs uh, for life. Unless I accept their proto Marxist socialist takeover of the entire economy and government. They don't think that I'm actually anything other than pro-birth. So that's why you come with a
4: better solution. No, no. no,
0: They they hold your humanity hostage. That's the number one thing that progressive Mormons do. It's the number one thing that proto-communists do. It's the number one thing that cry bullies do. It's the number one thing that anti-Mormons do is they know you're Christian and they know that you value humanity. So they take your humanity and they hold it hostage and say, unless you believe in my ex, which is usually politically progressive and economically socialist, unless you believe in X, you don't really love Y. Unless you believe in legalizing gay marriage, you wanna see them kill themselves and be suicidal. Unless you believe in a proto-Marxist takeover of the US government, you don't really love women that have an unexpected pregnancy. They hold your humanity hostage.
4: And you're also not a free thinker, ironically enough.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Which> yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But,
2: but, I would, but Brad, that is a terrible argument. That's the stupidest argument I've ever heard. The kid is going to the kid is going to be born, he might have a bad life. Therefore, that's you should, not
4: the argument I said at all.
2: I know, but, but you're you're <laughs> that's saying that's not but, even close. But here's the thing, I know it's not your argument, but what we're saying just is to knock down the straw man and let's move forward. Real, real quick, the <laughs> argument that <laughs> right? the other side makes yeah. is that hey, you know, you don't care about their life afterwards. They're changing the subject. What the child's life is going to be afterwards is totally irrelevant. To the to if we kill them or not, if my child is born into poverty and squalor, that doesn't mean that I kill the child. And, if and we have an independent, I'm human being I'm not saying here, it's a
4: good argument in favor of abortion. I'm saying it is a reasonable thing for us to be concerned about and try to find but, solutions. But
2: for I them. would say though, but Does that's that makes sense. No, yes, but
0: that's a redirect.
2: Us, it's a it's a different conversation. Oh, no, 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 no. I know. That's just
0: saying that it makes us look more credible if we also have a robust post-birth. Programs. Yeah, yes.
2: Fair enough. And okay. which the
0: Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints does. Yes. By the way, we're not done mansplaining, Rachel. Don't try and jump <laughs> into this thing, all right? You know, like what do you think you are? Some empowered woman? Like uh, I'm just kidding. Actually, you're not very empowered because your audio keeps cutting out. That's actually why we kept going. So oh, no. as, as you were, keep going.
1: So I've heard that argument, like, well, if you really cared about pro-life, then you would care about you would care about the poverty levels of these poor children that are being right. And my lieutenant governor of North Carolina, who is black, and I think he was a preacher, actually has an incredible speech on this. And really? he opens it up by saying, I am the weed that Margaret Singer was trying to crush. the oh. <laughs> dude. Yep, he's a black man who is now the lieutenant governor of North Carolina. Yeah. And he goes on to say, how, so how much intellectual Musical literary intelligence, have we lost because we decided that somehow poor children will never aspire to anything great? And so we just kill them. And so the alternative to people are like, well, what about these poor children? They're gonna have such bad lives. It's like so. You just want
3: oh, okay. So we'll just kill all the poor kids. Poor kids are just as talented and just
0: as smart as white kids. (laughs) 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 Joe Biden. Well, you know, it's it's funny you mention that and
4: (laughs) got swept under the rug immediately.
0: (laughs) And I will. Okay, fine. Pro
1: choice, just against the poor kids. Like
4: that's just
1: genocide against lower classes. And I
4: totally agree. I totally agree with you on that. And and I cannot believe that people who say that don't recognize
3: how eugenics
4: plays into that argument, now, right? Okay,
3: before this becomes an echo chamber, I've stayed pretty quiet this episode. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> the first person that ever gave an a... Ab- was a lizard person in hieroglyphics on the side of an obelisk. Entire. The only esoteric <laughs> third <laughs> level Freemasons know
3: about. I know, how you, no. <laughs> I know you pulled that right out of your butt, but you're right on the money. <laughs> no, uh, so So, uh, I... Uh, look, 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 this is a very difficult subject, but also remember that which is missing parts is missing its whole. And I sometimes feel as if, um, we will never solve this debate in this country because neither side is being as honest as they could be. Um, it's the same thing about... Uh, I'll give one example real quick before I, I give into this, because I need to preface this in a way that's clear so I don't get misinterpreted. Yeah, let's, let's um, start
0: doing that part. <laughs> <laughs> about how... I just want to hear for example,
3: uh, right now, there's an, we have the gun debate going on again. It comes up every three months when there's another shooting, because we have 9,000 shootings that happen every year in this country now. Right. And um, what happens? We go, oh no! Horrible! These children have been killed anyway today. Until someone brings up, take away the guns. And the person goes, it was a good guy with a gun that shot the bad guy. And I feel like there's only a small minority of us who sit back and go, what was the shooter on? How many of these shooters have been on bizarre psychotropic drugs? How much of that is missing from this conversation? And then... You find out maybe there's a third answer to well, some there's of these people
0: things. that say that, but then they get shouted down saying if you make commentaries on drugs' influence on society, you're I've seen I've, I've,
3: I've never the, heard that though I the, underli- never,
4: what are the underlying effects that lead to this situation yes, is what you're saying yes. yeah
3: so there is a third answer to explore but third answers don't ever get any you know attention so here when we're on this abortion subject, I grew up in Texas. I grew up in the good old south, and I everyone I saw talking about a b- was always, we need to say, we are pro-life, pro-life, pro-life. F it, I'll say it. And you know what, how many of them sent their kids into the military? A lot. You know how many of them sent their kids into any, who glorified war? Who glorified expansionist policies in the east? A lot of them. And I, as a kid, would sit back and go, these people aren't pro-life. They're not actually pro-sometimes Pro, eh, pro sometimes life. And to me, I never actually cared about the discussion because I never, out of the mouth and ears of a babe, thought the right was, was being fully honest. I thought they were disingenuous. I thought they were picking and choosing. Because when I hear pro-life, I hear pro-life. But I don't find it from the right or the Can't, left. Hold I on. find it very – so I never really cared that much about it because – they, I didn't feel any side was telling the you, truth. You're,
0: you're right that there's a hypocrisy involved. You're trying to massive. call out, it. Well, hold on, but how massive? If we're going to start, how do you quantify human life? Yes, there's the hypocrisy of killing during war, and yes, there's the hypocrisy of killing during. A war. But if there's any kind of scoreboard whatsoever, we drastically out kill. We out disrespect the sanctity of human life. More in a clinic than we do on the battlefield, just by sheer numbers. We kill less enemy combatants than we do our own citizens. So if there's any kind of moral scoreboard, let's start by laying down the moral scoreboard. Yeah, the most dangerous place for a young black person in any urban, uh, in the top three urban centers in North America is in the womb. It's not in a gang, it's not at, at, at cop violence, it's not by joining the military, it's in the womb. No, no, okay that that is true. Okay, so let's say how many how many
3: did we have in the past since two thousand? I don't know,
0: Rachel. You got the stats on hand?
1: I will say so. President Cook um, was has a really good quote where he says he visited the Holocaust museum, and he was so overwhelmed by the experience because he realized that there have been more babies killed in America due to the A word than were killed in the entire Holocaust, and so it's a reflection on like. Our. Our desensitization to human life, particularly like vulnerable human life, and I mean, and I think you bring up an interesting point about the word the labels pro-life like you can't possibly be in the military and be pro-life because I see those as two very different things, like two very different things but
3: um maybe we shouldn't go into that door but uh, oh, wow. that could, uh, could be another episode though. I'm about to come off as a Jehovah's witness if we get into this discussion <laughs> oh my gosh um, but uh, but I mean that I I'm just saying that is how as I growing up in Texas when that was a big discussion that is how my natural reaction was it was the right wing is not pro life I don't buy it uh, and th- and this is coming, f- the, by the way, I was would, not, I this would, is not like a heavy influence on my family. We didn't really talk about this discussion at all in my house. That was my natural reaction, just as a... A guy who's did badminton and theater, who was not really even into the... I didn't go well, hunting. I didn't do... Theater is as left-leaning as you get in theater. School, theater in so Houston, I guess Texas. Uh, oh, and then fair. badminton, it was all Asians who were all from a different country. We didn't, they, they weren't even kind of talking about this. I was the only American-born guy on the team. So, literally, that was my initial reaction. And I think there's a lot of people that feel that way because I don't see a country that... And you
4: know, I'm like, as as you're pulling up these, before we get into the numbers itself, I think one thing I want to say about Kwaku's point here is we recognize, I I don't know, I think everyone on this podcast agrees about the A word. I'm sorry, you're going to have to edit that. But um, the thing here is... We need to be getting more persuasive and more effective in how we're making our arguments so we can win more people over
3: to our side Would and, stats and we will uh, see actually I my thought is we will be more persuasive the minute we're more honest
0: okay no no, honest, no I'm, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I want you to see this in 1980 when the guy that you hate the most of the modern presidents Ronald Reagan was in office There was 1.5 million induced. Okay, (laughs) Republican. He was there was 1.5 million induced. Come down to 2017, 862 thousand. We've been averaging between 1994 through your formative years all the way to 22, uh, 2022. We were over 1.1 to 1.3 million per year. We did not kill a million enemy combatants in the military in that entire decade
2: uh i mean in, we in, killed in world war Two. the entire losses of the united states in the war kia was around a half a million i mean that's that's half of one year's worth of abortions
3: no okay I, I'm, I'm not saying we've killed more than you know we've aborted i'm saying the 1.6 million from war in iraq to now Horrific. Okay. And and as my formative years, that was my initial thought is these people aren't pro-life. Okay, I
0: know, but you're you're saying these people aren't pro-life. And then you're referencing saying, okay, well, because the death of war is in my mind the same as the death of a... And we say, okay, how? Prove it. And the numbers don't show that. It shows there's a hypocrisy.
3: Well, does the Lord not say he notices the fall of every sparrow?
0: Yes, he does. But if there's any kind of scoreboard and you use... But why does there have to be a scoreboard? why do we have money? Why does there have to be money? <laughs> no, but but morality. Why do I get four quarters for a dollar? But we're talking about morality here, though. I'm not saying so. As long as there's one death of one enemy combatant that was innocent in war, an unlimited amount of a you're not hearing what I'm on saying. the table you're, 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 you're in you're your You're not hearing what I'm Quanku's saying.
3: argument is not that this is a justification. For- you're not hearing what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying both are wrong, but if you want to be persuasive. We have to be honest, and we have to reconcile these truths, because if normal people who are not po- political, even who are young, can point out and say, I don't think these people are actually pro-life, because they're the pro-war people at okay. the time, why should I listen to them? Yeah, at the time. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> n- now now it's both are. So, like... I like
1: that we need to start in our own community, which is the LDS community, by being honest about what the doctrine says. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was... There's a profound amount of there's like 15 prophets who've taught what we what we believe policy wise and doctrinally.
4: That's and a lot of have, prophets.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and what's interesting, too, is, you know, the heaviest hitters who are speaking out who have spoken out against um, against abortion. And they were a lot more vocal, like in the in the late 80s and 90s, Russell Nelson and Dallany jokes two most vocal opponents and those are the two men that are going to end up you know who are the prophet and leading the prophet but i think there's a lesson to be learned here because there was a gap but a 15-year gap where we didn't talk about it at all until neil l anderson gave his talk last like a couple years ago called the journey of a child of god Mm. in which he addressed the doctrine behind why we have children and why we oppose disrupting their journey into life like it's a doctrinal package right and so I think one of the things that we have to acknowledge is like, if we don't talk about it and teach the doctrine, don't be surprised if in five to 10 years, we end up with a generation of young women in the church who don't value human life very much. Mm-hmm. Like the the fertility rate's already very low. And so, you know, we are also, we are also, I'm, there's part of me that's not as concerned with like the world becoming more worldly but I am concerned about our culture uh-huh. and making sure that our culture aligns with our doctrine, yeah. which means that we own our doctrine. And so when I meet someone who's like, Oh, I'm, I'm LDS and I'm, and I'm pro I'm like, okay. I remember I had a former state president who said I'm pro and I hope you can accept me as a faithful Latter-day Saint. And I remember being like, well, let's unpack that. What does faithful mean? Like faithful means, You listen to the prophet's counsel, you humble yourself, you align yourself with it. So by definition, you are not faithful. This like, you are now off-roading and you are allowed to do that, but you are not aligning your views and beliefs in the way you're living your life with prophetic counsel, very serious prophetic counsel. This isn't like having a coffee. You know,
0: this
4: is like
1: uh-huh. publicly advocating against what prophets have taught. So now,
0: I would only offer one suggestion. I wouldn't call being pro uh, pro choice a uh, spiritual off roading because that would. actually just makes it sound kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, sorry, Bishop, I was spiritually off roading, bro. You know, uh, so you just you know, we'll 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 think of a different term. So, okay, cool. I think we can put this one to rest, though. You know what I'm saying? and uh move on to another topic. Uh, anything else you want to say before before we move on?
4: I am curious to like explore the portion of the conversation how do we become more persuasive in helping everyone get on the same page about um being taking care of that life that we're trying to protect. You well, know, I, mean, we- I Not to
3: interrupt, but I mean, like it's 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 why I get annoyed when I hear Ben Shapiro talk about this. It's like the exact same argument over and over again every seven times a year. Nothing's changing. Yeah, like I'm sorry, nothing's changing. And 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 whenever they do pass some law, a couple laws in the South, they're there for a few years until the Democrats gain power and they smack it right away. It's like this is literally tennis. Like we're playing tennis with babies. That's effectively what we're doing. Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, it, uh, he's true about the political football. It's like whenever we get a Republican president, they say no to giving money towards uh, the big A word abroad through the uh, funding that's offered. And then it gets r- retracted by whatever Democrat gets voted on. It's like every four years. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That bill gets tossed around. And, and it's it, it it's inherently just playing political football, except for with. Human life in the mix instead of tax percents,
4: and I think Rachel was saying something, but it cut out.
1: You can have this is to like address the core issue, which is how do we lower the rates of unplanned, unwanted pregnancy? Like Mm. I think every that's the one thing that both sides agree on is like unwanted pregnancies are not a good thing. There's two ways to do that. The first is subsidizing vasectomies, which is what they did in the Middle East, especially for repeat offenders. Um, And the second thing is you mean
0: offenders of the R word? Of um, rapists? Oh,
1: I mean, just um, maybe like negligent dads that aren't ready to be dads. Not, not oh, the interesting. Like, yeah, like, that's what <laughs> delinquent
4: fathers. <laughs> don't, interesting.
1: But they they don't mess the East. if they wow. subsidize, wait, they
3: have, like, wait, 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 You don't pay your child support. Pause, pause, you pause. I gotta make sure I, I heard this right. Uh, are you advocating the snippy snip? Of men who have a couple too many baby mamas.
1: <laughs> Not penalized. <incentivized>. I am. <laughs> it's, it's this idea of like, this is publicly available and free. And here are some financial oh, benefits. Okay. You know you're not not, oh, not no.
3: the force.
4: No, oh my god, Jacob Hansen's <laughs> like I'm on board.
2: I'm on board for it. If you, Jesus Louise, Jacob, guy, dang if it! I, if a guy's not making his child support payments and he goes impregnate someone else, I think he should get snipped. <laughs> I'm not even joking.
3: You are.
0: Hold on. You run no. for office as the oh. job candidate, okay? And you see how well that? No, no, not the Here's shaft. It's the little uh, tubes that go up. To give the sperm, <laughs> it's not a castration; it's a vasectomy, which it's a vasectomy. is vasectomy.
2: But regardless, you here's have my point. Sterilization <laughs> by a different method. Okay. If you show yourself to be that irresponsible now, and I, and this is why I'm actually serious about this, you guys, and it may sound crazy, but I'm totally serious about it. You can you imagine someone being hurt worse than an innocent child being brought into the world by someone who is a complete idiot? who has already shown us that they have no responsibility to take care of the children that they currently have, yet they continue to bring children into this world, and those children suffer. They suffer immensely. Oh, I am so sorry. I think you lose your right to have children if you abuse children. That's what I think. So if you abuse children, you lose your right to have them, and I have no problem with the snippy snip for child abusers. Wow. No, here,
3: here's a problem. Child it's, molesters as well. It's the same thing for uh for for. Why I'm against the death penalty? It's because the people, for example, who get exonerated after the death penalty, well, can't bring them back. But a vasectomy is reversible. But you reverse a
1: vasectomy. So what you can say is, and a vasectomy like, isn't death.
3: Wait, 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 is it how wait, how is it reversible? Do you tie it back together? What do you mean? Yeah, it's have you they, gotta use hot yeah. glue gun to <laughs>
4: Well, you see, when a doctor and a patient get very close,
3: <laughs> it's super glue. you
4: have
0: to sit in a leg cast for three days.
1: That's actually what a lot of NFL and like NBA players are doing now, is they're they're saying they're probably getting the snippy snip and then when they're ready to be dads, they're getting it reversed. So
0: Except they, for the reversals aren't that effective, I'll be honest with you.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Not for me. Okay. All right. What's like what, 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 his kid just found out where he came from. What's your
3: second <laughs> suggestion? At cause... the second
1: thing is uh, Casey versus Undue Burden, which was a Supreme Court case, which says that certain states can put certain reasonable. Uh, so, right, the question is: undo What's an undue burden? And mm-hmm. there's and one of those un, one of those burdens, right, was that they can require that women who get it, who get an abortion are, are required to actually get the abortion in an actual hospital and also be required to have an ultrasound before they get the abortion. And what they found is if you are, if a woman gets an ultrasound before, she's like three times more likely to keep the baby because it becomes a real life to her. And so at that point, she can make the decision on her own whether she wants to give it up for adoption, but most likely she will keep it. So those kinds of, uh, policies can be put in place to increase the likelihood that children will be approved. and to the other pushback I would have is that there are a lot of pregnancy centers in every every local area and that's one thing that is actually on the rise. They're usually connected to churches um, that are meant to mentor single moms with unwanted pregnancies from conception to the birth of their child. So oh, that's there's awesome. a lot that helps. that well, yeah,
0: actually- th- this allows- and that
4: that never gets any airtime you know so thank you for bringing that up cuz
1: yeah. they're like vandalized which has been happening a <sighs> ton lately well
3: oh, honestly man. i think what wh- my hope is that um we're going to see a mass increase of adoptions because of the amount of infertility that women're going to have because they took the jabby jab and <laughs> <laughs> i'm not kidding
0: <laughs> 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 So another
1: lo- another topic for another day is the crazy decreasing fertility rate and that's one thing that I hear a lot of people saying. So and by the way my my family adopted two girls. So there's this idea that like there's this surplus of unwanted children all over that we can just reach out and adopt and the reality is is that the fertility rate in America is crazy low.
3: And it's crazy crashing. Low. Crazy oh it's Death cult. Well, I mean, that's true, but that's because that one generation decided to make living extremely unaffordable. What? What? What's the
0: generation? What are the I called? don't know. Oh it's, I think Quake, it's was it Zoomer. No, it wasn't Zoomers boomers <laughs> yeah okay cool so last question Sorry, yeah, here we have
4: brought it home yeah
0: last question <laughs> we all got what we wanted out of this quake who was able to do his anti-war anti-republican thing i was able to somehow say it's boomers fault the only one that didn't get what she wanted out of this was rachel oh, 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 oh. hey guys this is Cardinella. I'm the creator of Midnight Mormons. Thank you so much for watching this video We know in an attention economy You could be spending your time elsewhere, but you chose to spend it here with us for that We are grateful before you go to the next video. Please make sure that you hit the like button. It tells the algorithms that you like our content and will hopefully recommend more content in the future. Also, if you can subscribe to our channel, it's a great way to be alerted of more content we make. And if you press that bell icon next to the subscribe button, you'll be alerted on every video we make. We put a lot of hard work into these and we want you to see all of our videos. So please subscribe. Also, if you would like to contribute, if you're feeling generous, please consider a contribution to the channel through Venmo. We we also have contributions that you can give us through PayPal. There will be links in the description of this video to both of those platforms. If you're a giving person that prefers working through Amazon, we also have an Amazon wish list. Much of the equipment that you see in our studio was purchased through Amazon, and we're grateful if you could uh, contribute that way. Also, somewhere around like here, I'd say, and somewhere around like right here is going to be a recommendation for more of our content. That you might like. So please click on another video and we'll see you there. Either way, we're glad to have you here. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is Midnight Strike Through Mormons. We will see you in the next video.